When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Jeff Cameron Show on a busy Monday. Glad you're here. Join us. Sit down. Let's have a conversation. 41-3 was the Saturday lopsided tilt. Sets us up for a Saturday night upcoming where the weather will be glorious. We get the lead team, Tom. Did you see that? We got uh, Fowler and Herb Street. Herb Street's um, been high on Florida State this year, so I have imagined that there'll be some flowery language used to describe Mike Norvell in this program. And how could it not be? You know, when you think about it, we talked in the first hour about Washington and Oregon, what a good game that was, and Washington winning that game. So Florida State sits only behind Georgia and Washington for most consecutive games won nationally. Florida State has now won 12 in a row. And 12 in a row is not nothing when you were really, really bad not all that long ago. So there you were at 5-7 and seven, and 10-3, and three, and we now, you know, we watch this team still poised to – kind of shape their dreams here and, and maybe go through an undefeated regular season. We'll see the big favorite in every game. So it has, by definition, no matter how good you think this team is or how lacking you might think they still are, there's no denying that Mike Norvell has turned this thing into now uh, an elite program, a program that will consistently garner uh, the headlines that we think Florida State should always garner, which is a top 10 program, a top 10 team, a threat to win the conference, a threat to be – uh, in the college football playoff, especially now that we see this thing emerging next year as a 12-team playoff. They should always be in that discussion, and Florida State is now firmly in that discussion. They are, and this is a gift of a recruiting weekend. You know, When you look at the schedule before the season and you say, wow, you don't play any compelling opponents until November to get recruits on campus and fortify those relationships, like you're going to have to force feed a Virginia Tech or a Syracuse or a Duke. Well, now you get yeah. the best broadcast crew, which is a good sign to – High school recruits about the magnitude of the game, a 7:30 kickoff on ABC. Doke at night. Hell, we sold out and had good atmospheres for Virginia Tech and Syracuse. That place is going to be rocking on Saturday. 
What a big opportunity. Didn't expect it in the preseason that Duke would be a great time to bring the kids up to tally and show off the program and the product, but now you get it, and so take full advantage of it. It's funny, too. We talked in the offseason about potential games that make you a little nervous that might not be the typical name associated with said game, right? And we circled Duke as one of them, and it turned out to be accurate. We also thought Pitt might be, and I, I don't now, but right. you know, we, we just, you know, every year we say there's a team that acts as a surprise or a team that's a little bit better than we thought they'd be, and there's always a team that's worse than we thought they'd be, and uh, Duke is kind of what we thought they'd be, a good football team. A good football team, but that didn't guarantee that the atmosphere would oh, be agreed. what we're going to have oh, on agreed. Saturday, well, which is huge. Yeah, you flex this into prime time and the weather's perfect. I mean, my goodness gracious, you could actually wear a pullover to this game. You can wear one of your Florida State jackets that you've been wanting to wear or a Florida State hoodie that you've been wanting to wear. We buy them because they look sweet as hell. We get them at Garden Gold. We wear those suckers like once, twice if we're lucky, at least during football season. You're typically wearing them in February. Season's been long over. That's the, that's your chance. Getting into the stadium wearing that thing doesn't happen all that often. You got a shot this weekend. It's going to be like what low fifties. I think that's where it's going to get to by the end of the game. I think yeah, it's the highs is in the seventies. Yeah, I mean it's just going to be perfect. It's perfect weather. Uh, and again, the circumstances of this game, Duke is a good football team, but we're catching them at the right time in two ways because I think we're starting to peak. There are some things where you could argue about situations and things that have come up short for us. But we're getting stronger on defense. That's now a trend that's not you can't yeah. ignore. You cannot ignore how much better we look on defense, much more consistent we look. And then offensively, I think they're starting to figure things out about their identity. I know Johnny wasn't available this weekend, but there are kinds of runs that we're better at this year. I think they're figuring that out. It's just they're starting to put those pieces together a little bit. The diversity of the passing game without Johnny is something that I hope they can replicate with him. You know, we had a mutual friend stop by the pregame show at Hotel Indigo who said, you know, sometimes Johnny acts as a crutch because he knows he can just throw it up to him when in trouble. I don't disagree with that assessment. I think that can be. Uh, and it's really true both of Keon and Johnny because those two guys are so dynamic that I think that when in doubt, as opposed to a schemed deep ball, you see him just do it, just throw it because he thinks, well, I'm going to trust my guy. And I understand why one might fall back to that, but he's done it too frequently this year for my taste. And we see more balance of target and really where we attack the field and set up the deep ball later on when he's able to kind of attack the middle of the field, use various weapons, and come back to those playmakers later in the game uh, when you can scheme him more open. And and so I, I hope they're able to replicate that, uh, what they did on Saturday. And it was just nice to see Destin Hill be targeted the way that he was. It was nice to see other guys get in the fold. And obviously, we talked about it last hour, that last catch from Hakeem was – and it should be noted again, he was a player that was trusted with offensive snaps on the road at Clemson. So this has been coming for Hakeem. It's not... Yeah, he's, he's just such a great blocker, he earns it. Right. It's not that he's only going to get in in garbage time, and so, you know, the future's bright. It's, well, no, they trusted him in a huge moment. That game was never out of reach either way. So any rep you get in the Clemson game on the road shows how much you've earned your time. Keep making plays like that, Hakeem. And, you know, they started the season where if if you had a substitution of wide receiver... Darion and Deuce would come on the field for Keon and Johnny. Is Hakeem going to be one of the first dudes off the bench? I would think that singular play might go a long way in getting him more chances to be that guy. Uh, I hope so. I think I'd like to try to trust that. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a difference maker. Should be a lot of fun. 
Uh, I see we're talking here in the chat about the defense. Craig thinks we need better uh, elite defensive linemen and linebackers. Well, we've got to get a lot better at linebacker. There's no doubt about that. I do think we've got one in Blake that's going to be a real good player, and you got to keep on recruiting that. A uh, little birdie in my ear. You know, I like to every now and again tell you that I feel good about certain defensive linemen. Oh, come on now. I have always kind of projected nicely. Do uh, it. I have, I've told you several times about certain guys over the years that I thought might be coming our way and – Maybe even buck the industry at this. Uh, I don't dip my That's toes right. in the water. I don't buck dip my toes. that industry, man. That's right. I don't dip my toes in the water too often in this realm, but I may dip my toes in the water today, Tom. Come on. Say the name. I've been doing some research, and I've been looking at 2024 and 2025 because I shared some of Craig's concerns. This is a true story. This is excruciating. True story. Oh. I'm looking, and I'm thinking, what do we got coming down the pike because I'm noticing that Florida's done a good job of recruiting defense, and that bothers me. And I was critical of Papuchas last week, and I'm going to continue to be critical of this defensive staff if they don't start getting better players. You called him Papu. Yeah. And, uh, and I wanted to see, is there anything coming on down the pike on the defensive line? And then I was told, friend of mine. Come on now. That there was a player that I, I, I noted, I said to the, my friend, I said, but he's 2025 because I was looking at players and who we had a shot for. And I saw 2024, and then I looked at 2025. I don't, I don't look at 2026, Tom. You can. If you go to on three, you can find the 2026 recruits. Good God, man. You're killing me. I don't do it. But I do look at 2024, 2025. And so this friend said to me, well, there's a kid that I'd love for us to get, but I, I don't know if we can get him. And, you know, and I said, he said his name. And I said, well, that's 2025. I, I can't get all excited about that. You know, it's hard. We'll see if we can. Turn it around by 2025. I need a player right now. A player right now, Tom, that's going to change things. If this is about a 2025 kid, I'm leaving. So my friend said to me, well, I think he's going to reclassify. And I was like, the 2025 kid we were just talking about? He's like, yeah, I think so. And the word on the street is in in the recruiting world that he's going to reclassify and be a 2024 kid. And then I said, well, let me me see who's, who's trying to get this kid. And I looked, and I saw Alabama was. And I was like, ah, it'd be tough to out-recruit Alabama, but maybe. And then I saw Florida was. And I was like, okay, we can out-recruit Florida. All right, let's see. And I saw our name was on his list. And I was like, okay, we're on the list. We've made the list. And then I saw Miami was on that list. And then I said, well, where is he from? And I saw he was from Miami. And we know they're paying big money right now to try to keep players in South Florida. But I feel good about Armando Blunt. I think good things are happening Wow! about Armando. I, I, I think we should hold our breath here and just see what goes on. There's a lot of whispers out there. There's a lot of noise in the system, Tom. A lot of noise in the system. And I think we're a bigger player for that young man than people realize. And if you don't know who he is, I don't blame you because you think he's in 2025. But it looks like he's going to reclassify to 2024. And let me tell you who he is. He's six foot three and a half, 260 pounds. And when you look at him, you think, that's a grown-ass man. He is a five-star kid who is out of Miami Central. Okay. All right. So let's keep our eyes on that he recruitment. Would be, he would have to flip, though. That's the thing. Let's keep our eyes on that recruitment. Okay. Let's just take a good, long look at that one. You remember when I said naughty to the Knowles and everybody said, oh, you're crazy. Naughty's not coming to the Knowles. I said, I feel it. I feel like Naughty's coming to the Knowles. And then he did. I've done it with several others, too. Started with Eddie Goldman. I also did it with Wilson from Houston. Yeah. Remember that? North. <laughs> West Virginia. Uh, so I was. Yeah, we had a Marvel arm. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. That was our sounder. Yeah. I feel 
like there's going to be some things. I think it was the Death Star noise, and then <laughs> and then there was a helicopter sound, and it was Jimbo saying, we do wrap up and thud you. Yeah, so here you go. Be Something to get a, a Miami Central kid who's being recruited by Ohio State, Alabama, Florida, Miami, Florida State, Georgia. I mean, my goodness gracious, what a win that would be if you could do it. Whispers are out there. Whispers are out there. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. You, you hadn't heard anything about LJ McRae? No? Okay. I've not heard That's what I was hoping. You're no. going to LJ. I will check back with my people and get a sense. I'll call Michael Langston and find out what he's hearing as well. Could get LJ and Blunt. There you go. All of a sudden, maybe you got a little something. Maybe you got a little something. Smoke the competition. There is a kid at North Carolina. I was watching that game this weekend, and again, this happened to me when I watched Clemson, and I'd like it to happen to me when I watched Florida State. Uh, I was looking at uh, linebacker play, and go look up number 33 for North Carolina. That's a dude. That's a dude. We need guys like that here. It's like, why is, why is North Carolina got this kid? What are we doing here? Look at this kid. It's like when we watch NC State. How pissed off I get at that one kid. Oh, yeah. Well, he's gone now. Well, he's awesome. Yeah. Dominant. I was like, we can't block him. It's been 10 years he's been there. I'm tired of this guy. He's a dude in the half shirt. Yeah, you know, that's right. You know who's got one of those? The Lions. How about that uh, blonde-haired guy? Yeah, yeah. That guy's all over the place. Yeah. Well, Not Leon. Fucking <laughs> Detroit. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, can't miss opportunities to have a walk-in touchdown that you overthrow by 15 no, yards. Uh, you're not going to give any opportunities. And then the batted down pass, Evans would have scored a 90-yard touchdown. He's going to walk in. Man. If he can catch it. That guy. Going straight to the Hall of Fame deservedly. Right there. You're going to go to right his. Right there. You'll be at the enshrinement ceremony. Drawing butter on his hands. No. <laughs> you'll be at the enshrinement ceremony. And they cut to the crowd, people freaking out. And, and you've got booing. butt stuff on, and you're like. <laughs> he is a permit. Okay. <laughs> Every time they show Mike Evans make a play, I'm like, two fingers to my eyes, two fingers back to you, Mike. I mean, it's like clockwork in my house. The play happens yesterday, third and whatever. He drops it. Oh, my God. And I point at my phone. And it's like, well, the, I do it now for, yeah, I do like, it yep, for kicks. There it is. I just, all I said was what? You can't repeat I it. I can't repeat that. Yeah. But they, but I you said, trying to trap me. Oh, what's your name? Fingers. There you go. That's what he is. Every time. Unbelievable. And it's always in a moment where you really need him to catch it. But it's not unbelievable. It's not unbelievable because he does it every game. Every game. He is the worst, best player I have ever seen. He he can be the best player on an NFL Sunday yeah. in any game. He could close. be the yeah. best player on the field, and he could be the worst. It's crazy. Who does that? Mike Evans. That's my speech for him as he goes into the Hall of Fame. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. <laughs> the best worst player you've ever seen is now a member of the Hall of Fame. Come on in. What's that say about your Hall of Fame? Yeah, no, it's he's he. It's so aggravating that play. And I did as soon as I texted you. I remember you were going to be like, I knew you were going to chuckle. I yeah, I did. I I knew. I mean, my God, Tom, you could walk up and hand it to him. It wouldn't be a better throw than that. It also just happens to be the number one foible of yours in football, which is which is catching the ball. You know, for me, it's more like a, a block in the back on a punt return. Yeah, pisses you off. Yeah, to no end. 
you see yeah, his nameplate. Yeah, you can see plate. his nameplate, yeah. There's no excuse. Unless you're trying to save your guy from death because it is Joey Porter for some reason on special teams and it's back in his heyday and you know that he doesn't care about the flag, he's going to kill my guy. Then you block in the back. Right. Otherwise, let's leave him be. That's my number one thing. For you, it's always about catch the damn ball. I mean, you're a professional wide receiver. I'm not asking you to make Keon Coleman-like catches. That catch Keon Coleman makes is above and beyond. I don't expect him to make that. You see that, you go, oh, my God, that's incredible. Then you watch Mike Evans get hit right in the effing hands and nobody's around him on third and long to keep a drive alive. And just Were you more impressed by that catch or some of the moves he broke out? On, on the, the punt, punt returns? returns? Yeah. yeah because he, that came out of nowhere. We we haven't really been, seen him do it. He looked good in camp mm-hmm. at times, but those types of moves in a short area, that was um, shades of Greg Reed. Oh, yeah, no, he made – that was fun to watch. It was like he was tired of being average in punt return and just decided to turn it on. I think he would tell you that, too. I think so. He's like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm going to be good today. And he was. He was phenomenal. But he hasn't been in the kick in the punt return game. He's not. He's been bleh, right on the mill, nothing to write home about. Got to do better. <laughs> and then he was electrifying. bam. Yeah. The, I, I will tell you, the Dino Babers press conference is bizarre. Like, that guy might not love a team like he loves Florida State. There may not be another team, including Syracuse, that he loves more than Florida State. He prattles on and says crazy things all the time about all of our guys. Like, they're the greatest players he's ever seen. I'm like, oh, they're good, Dino. Settle down now. Been around football a long time. I mean, there have been a lot of really good players. He's seen a lot of really good players, but he'll tell you that, like, Jordan Travis is freaking Joe Montana. You know, he's like Tom Wilkinson in Michael Clayton. <laughs> Michael, I love you. And he, and he takes off his Syracuse polo. Yeah. I'm coming over there. It's I'm going to be an analyst he, right now. Yeah, he loves us. It's nuts how much he loves us. It goes, it's excessive. Like, if you just said, I have a feeling that if you just said to him, uh, here you know, say the backup for whatever position. It doesn't even get in. Just yeah. any backup. You go. Oh, that kid's special. I mean, Christ touched him the day he was born. Have you ever seen anything like that on a football field? I'm like, Dino, Jesus. That's pretty much what he said about I, Keon. It's crazy. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hey seminoles we all know how important it is to score in the red zone but are you prepared for success in the retirement red zone Five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us, well, we're at midfield and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in on the goal line. 
They're making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs, or carefully planning your legacy. The Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of planning experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, just head over to KnollRetirement.com. Now, that's one word, KnollRetirement.com. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. going to join us in about five minutes get his thoughts on the weekend that was as always i'd encourage you to look over to warchant.com free uh i shouldn't say free i mean you can be you can basically get it for free right now it's unbelievable the deals uh, what's our youtube deal that's still going and the youtube deal is a dollar for two months good god man use the code yeah, fsu like and the number like one I said basically free yeah and then you'd be able to read three two one for example uh so that's a good idea. We'll talk to Ira in a second. A very short period of time before he comes on, I will just say, uh, I wonder, it was probably way before your time. I realize that now, but um, rest in peace, Suzanne Summers. Yeah. yeah. You did not watch Three's Company or do you did? Three's Company was about the time I would fall asleep. Because when we first moved to Florida from New York, I was at like in this little bunk at the base of my parents' bed because they were constructing a space for me to live. And they didn't have right, enough bedrooms. Right. And uh, so there would be like Murphy Brown, Seinfeld, and then Three's Company would come on. And I just remember the theme of that song as I fell asleep every mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And then I remember watching it on TBS when I was a little kid. My mom would go, oh, no, 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 no. We're not watching Three's Company right now because everything is suggested. Everything is a sexual innuendo, yeah. 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 Did you know that the theme song "Come on, knock on, come and knock on our door"? You know that song that "Come on, yeah, knock that's on what our door." Yeah. yeah, you know that was uh, performed originally by Ray Charles. Really? Yeah. No, I did not know that. There you go. I'll throw a little something in there too for you. Wow. Yeah. And and in the wake of Suzanne Summers' death, I learned something. Yeah. And I'll and I'll give credit. Suzanne Summers was a bombshell. Obviously, everybody was in love with her, and it was the shorts that she wore, and everybody's like, "Oh my goodness gracious!" But I was a Joyce DeWitt guy. Now this mm. is a moment to honor Suzanne Summers. But it's a chance for me Boy. to talk about Joyce DeWitt. <laughs> between between how you would introduce Mike Evans and Canton. Yeah. And, and, and then, at the wake for Suzanne Summers, I'd be like, man. Suzanne was special, wasn't she? But my God, folks, you ever take a good long look at Joyce DeWitt in there, that show? There she is. Hey, hey Joyce. Joyce, I see you're here today. We're all better having looked upon you for all those years. Joyce DeWitt, still alive, still here. <laughs> She was. She was cute. Did you ever catch Three's Company, folks? Mike, I know you couldn't have. Mike, sorry. Yeah. Sit down, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, so all of that said, uh, I, I used to love Three's Company. And I would laugh at that show, uh, even though if I look back on it now, it wasn't funny. But everything is a period piece a lot of times. You know, a lot of comedy does not age well. Like You're right. That's one of them. It's yeah. just true. Like a lot of c- c- shows don't age well. You, you'll see it. It was funny for that time. It was introducing something, but now it's commonplace. So it doesn't. When you go back and look at it, you're like, oh, I've seen a million of these. So was the Super Don Knotts first or second? 
Because I know they changed. He the was second. The second. first one was um, Norman Fell. Norman Fell. I think that's right. I'm sure Ooh, you're right. I, I may have that wrong, but I think it was Norman Fell and then Don Knox. Richard Crenna. Oh, my man Richard Crenna has won me some money. Well, uh, Twice I've had bets where it was Richard Crenna, Crenna winning me the bet. Come on, man. You guys have all seen First Blood. What's wrong with you? He's incredible in that movie. He's just the same character in every movie he's ever been in. It's that character. Anyhow, rest in peace, Suzanne Summers. While we're thinking about Joyce DeWitt and Norman Fell. <laughs> oh, man. We can't get out of here soon enough. I will, P. Simpson. But Mike's too young. Mike is 42. He's my contemporary. Yeah, yeah Mike's 42. 42, yeah. 42, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I think we did the exact same thing when we were talking about, I think we did the exact same thing when we were talking about Gilgan's Island. Everybody would prattle on about Ginger, but it was oh, Mary no. Ann. Mary Ann was hot uh, as hell. That That's correct. By Mar- the way, Mary Ann was hot for like 55 years. I remember awkwardly stating to somebody, you know, Mary Ann... Jeff, he's, she's 77 years old. I was like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm I mean, just saying. You're damn near 60. I'm like, Mary, you know? I'm 52. Mary Ann is a, <laughs> was a beautiful woman. I just, people slept on Joyce DeWitt on that show. Ira, am I not right about this? Joyce DeWitt, I was a quality Joyce DeWitt guy. I'm with you with Mary Ann. I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I liked her as a person. She was quality. But uh, Suzanne Summers had some stuff going on, buddy. Suzanne Summers did. And we could make off color jokes that would not be appropriate on this hair, ear, airwaves right now about how a nation viewed Suzanne Summers of a certain age. Uh, that, is, that is correct. I always just thought Joyce DeWitt got overlooked. Those were very powerful legs. That's all you I'm saying. Hey, you stand by it, buddy. I'm going to stand by it. I'm talk you out of it. <laughs> Favorite thing about Saturday was? Um, you know, looking back on it, I actually felt better about it than I did at the time. You know, I just that second quarter was a little bit gross there. Mm-hmm. They squandered some opportunities to score. Um, but then when I look back at it overall, I, I, I came away more impressed. I went back and watched it. And I just, I think what really impressed me was I just saw some relentlessness in effort on both sides of the ball and special teams. I mean, it seemed like every, almost every play I watched, uh, even till late in the game, guys were just playing with tremendous passion and effort. And it's just good to see that, especially in a game that, you know, you had in hand pretty early on. You know, it's funny you say that. You and I have the exact same feeling about this game. In the moment, I was pissed that they did it again, <laughs> that they did it again, that they couldn't leave well enough alone that they had to butcher something like they do every week that leaves us all frustrated for a moment, and it seems to come out of nowhere. There was also another series in this game that was gross, and I think it was Florida State's second series when they were up 7 to nothing, and we go three and out, and all three are asinine plays. Jordan doesn't know what he's doing. He gets sacked on one. Another time he holds the ball too long, misses a target by 50 yards. Right. And then, yeah, that series was hideous. I don't know how that happens, but at least once a game, you have a series where you go, what was that? And I guess that's just who they are. But you're right. The more I looked back on it, the more I thought, okay, this was a team doing what they should do to an outmatched team. They dominated this game. Well, I think, man, if you've got a combination of uh, very good talent, which they have, uh, a lot of experience, which they have, and if you just play really hard, 
good things are going to happen. So I think to me, yeah. that's where, I, you know, I'm kind of focusing. It was interesting to hear Mike Norvell and Alex Atkins both talk today about uh, the number of missed assignments on offense. And, and then when you combine that with some of the frustration we saw from Jordan Travis during that game, I think that might explain why some things were disjointed in the first half. And I think it probably has a lot more to do with players not named Jordan Travis. So um, they have to get that stuff ironed out, especially against a really good defense this week. Um, but again, I just, you know, I think that things are coming together for this team. What'll be interesting is I think that unlike last year, you know, we came out of the three game losing streak last year and I, I came on here and said, you know what? I think they're going to win the rest of their games. I thought the schedule set up nicely for it. Now they've, they've been so impressive so far this year. They're six and zero. they won the games they had to win. They ended a losing streak against Clemson. They're rightfully the number four team in the country. They're geared for the playoff. And yet you feel like this is going to be a rockier road down the stretch here. I think this Duke team starts a road that's going to be kind of tough. you got to go take it. Not saying they won't do it. But Duke is well coached. They're very physical up front. I think you pointed out last night on the smash, and I agree with you, that the offensive line is not as good as we thought it was going to be. They're a little bit inconsistent. They've also been banged up. But this is a stretch of games where – if you don't play well and you don't run offense and it, you resort back to what you did against Clemson, you could get beat. Now, I don't think they will, but this Clem- this Duke game starts as one of many because I think Miami will play you hard if they haven't quit. We'll see if they've quit. And I think Florida down there in the swamp will be tough. And we'll see. This game here could be tough. I think that's fair. I mean, you know, uh, Pitt showed a pulse this weekend as well. Um, so, you know, yeah, I could, you could see a situation where they're in some games. I do feel like this particular week, though, I think sets up great. Um, just because I think you're looking at a, um, you know, you, you get Duke as a top 20 team. Yep. You can point to their defensive statistics. Um, and the fact that Florida State is getting healthier again, where, you know, Norvell sounded very confident Johnny Wilson's going to be available. He practiced, he, he said he practiced late last week. He said Bless Harris is definitely going to be available. Um, so, again, I just, from a, you know, so so often with you know, for, if you're a sporting man, mm. uh, gentleman like yourself, yep. you you look for spots. I I really think Florida State's in a great spot in this game. Now it'll be a challenge, uh, but I do think Florida State's going to play really really well. Yeah, and if Duke is without their quarterback Riley Leonard, then this becomes a really tough task. Obviously, or it's one thing to t- or, even if, or even if he's just limited. Correct, correct. Yeah, if he's not able to run around because when he runs, he is a talented runner. He can run away from you. And, um, you know, we don't think he's going to do that, even if he plays. So that's a good point by you. And I, I just think, you know, it's one thing to manhandle a bad NC State defense like they did over the weekend and win with your second-string quarterback. Come in here if you have to play a second-stringer at quarterback, and then that defense has to hold down this offense for four quarters. I think that's going to be very difficult. You're right. It's a good position for the game to be at. And it's really beneficial. Tom and I were talking about it earlier. Ira, I wonder if you think this too. You know, when we were looking for ways to impress – in the, uh, you know, we talk about the, the future of uh, the, the committee deciding which four teams are going to go to the playoff. Well, you, you need games on your ledger that kind of stand out. And this turned into one. Whereas before the season, we would not have thought that to be the case. But now you'll be able to add this to the already impressive LSU win and Clemson win. All of a sudden, Duke's a top 20 team. 100%. I agree. And, uh, you know, I think Mike Elko's got a ton of respect. That game against Notre Dame was so high profile. There were so many eyeballs on that. And they, and they had it won until about 30 to 40 seconds left in the game. So I think all of that adds to it. And I also, you know, I think, man, it's good to see that LSU, is, Tom and I talked about it last night, it's good to see, it's good to see LSU seems to be kind of re- reclaimed its footing because 
uh, that's the game I think that is going to stir the drink for them the rest of the season. If, if LSU continues to you know play really well, if they maybe if they knock off an Alabama or they get the SEC championship game again, uh, I really think this resume will start to shine, and this Duke game would be a big part of it. Did you get as giddy? I mean, I know you've got to be completely objective, and you're certainly right that way, but I, I'm wondering if you were as giddy as I was when you saw the Hakeem Williams touchdown. Because, buddy, cause that, buddy that, that's different right there. I never knew he was going to be that kind of speed. Um, I figured, you know, he's got a good body. He's, uh, you know, he's athletic. Um, he's really a smart kid. I thought he would turn into a really good college receiver. I didn't know he'd be running away from people. Um, and that's a good Syracuse defense. They've got athletes over there, and he—that was something I did not expect at all. And we were out there every day at practice, and I just—I didn't know he had that kind of speed. That was impressive. Shot out of a cannon. Yeah. And he looked like—I mean, to me, like that's not somebody you want to tackle. <laughs> I thought a couple of those Syracuse kids were like, "No, nah, man, this game's over. I don't need to get my head in there." I mean, that was nuts to see a kid that big run that way. Uh, well, I was going to say, and also what's really cool about it, again, is is I don't think it could be overstated. You know, we saw him when he got here in January. Mm-hmm. We saw him in the, in the tour <laughs> duty in the spring kit practice. And, you know, it's off. It's, it's, it happens a lot of times where a guy that's that highly acclaimed coming out of high school isn't really in shape when they get to, to college. But to turn it around this quickly, to humble himself and work as hard as he had to have to become what he's become now, it's impressive. I think it says a lot about what his future might be. You are 100% right. I'm glad you brought it up. He was, we joked about it, he was a hamburger away from being a tight end when he got here. Uh, he was a big kid. Like He's an impressive athlete, but he looked way too big to play receiver, and I was worried he was going to grow out of it. Now he has the body type to be a dominant receiver. He loves to block, too. He's got the right mentality. So now he's got the speed to go with the mentality. He'll hit you. He's physical. Yeah, it's exciting. They've got a lot of future in that in that room right now that you get excited about, I do believe. Good talking to you, Ira. Talk to you tomorrow, buddy. Thanks, Jeff. See you. Yep, be good. That's Ira Chappelle. We did not agree with my choice to wit take. That's really what I took away from our conversation. I also received a text a moment ago from another buddy of mine who said, Are you insane? Joyce DeWitt? So, I stand on this hill alone. I was always a B. Arthur guy. <laughs> so, I can't repeat it, but you guys can go look it up. One of the great jokes ever at one of the roasts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That is an all-timer. Just B. Arthur roast. My favorite part is that she laughs hysterically. <laughs> yep. Good for her. That's a good one. Jeff Cameron Show 93. Not for kids. <laughs> not for not kids. For kids. No, of course not. It's a roast. You have to know that. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Jeff Cameron Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com.
always forget that when we moved over, the edits to these things that you did previous did not come over. Well, this was never on the board over there. It was. Maybe for Millar, but not yeah, for... Yeah, uh, I always... Lo- well... It's a three-minute song. I figured it wouldn't have 15 seconds of wiki-wiki-woo-woo yeah. before it starts. It's all fine. Don't worry. You're panicking for no reason. People can wait patiently. <laughs> We're giving them great music. They should be thankful. Toa Philly looked good Saturday. Didn't mention him. Didn't mention him. They're looking more decisive. Just They're getting downhill. They're playing more aggressive. I think they found a rhythm of, of the things they want to call, the things that fit. Now just hopefully they're healthy enough. Darius Washington... When when Mike Norvell was going through injuries this week, it sounded like Darius on a Monday. I don't know. Doesn't sound so great for availability this weekend against Duke. But he said that Bless is going to play, so that's good. You trade one tackle for it's another. very important that Bless play. But it, now, if Darius is out, you know, Maurice needs to remain in the game for the entirety of the game. And he had some snapping issues on Saturday, which came out of nowhere. So he had penalty issues two weeks ago. And then there were a few bad snaps in this game that threw off the timing of a couple of key plays which is not like him either. Yeah, I would like to see this offensive line be Robert Scott, um, Casey Roddick, Maurice Smith, Darius Washington, Bless Harris. Mm, Darius at right guard, I see. Okay. Yeah. Guard play's been ass. Interesting. I'd rather have maybe Darius at left guard. Well, you can. I wouldn't. I wouldn't push back on that. I, I'm okay with I, the that. rotation of Meech and, and Keandre is okay. Yeah, okay is right. There are the left side sometimes has the more egregious issues. I think, but that's pass pro mostly. And, yeah, and he's very limited in that role. That's all he really can do uh, is run block. So yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't have complete players at guard. That's for sure. Just don't. You're much better when they're healthy at tackle. And you're good at center when he's healthy. But these are all a lot of win, and they're not yeah. healthy a lot. It was a tough – like, his worst moment was a tough one for Robert in that three-man rush where Jordan gets hurt before the end of the yeah, half. Yeah, that's a hell of a block to miss. It's a toughie. It's a toughie. But he's – you know, he was forced into action because Darius had an issue that – I don't know that Robert was going to play that many snaps, but I was glad he was able to hold up and do it. When he moves on, when, when Jordan is – off to the NFL draft. I'd really like to get an answer on how it is that if he is hit ever, it is always an injured shoulder or hand. Always. It's like he's just been shot in the shoulder. Every time he gets up, arms here, dragging ass. Is he playing with a dislocated shoulder, game in and game out? He better be. He better be. Because otherwise he does it all the time. Well, the way he landed at BC was violent. Yeah, and his arm was here, and it was a silly way to land. But um, I just... I just Something's don't understand. There, I just though. don't understand how if every time you get hit, no matter what, your left shoulder is just done. Can't use it. It's kind of annoying, frankly. Um, I don't know. Yeah, now again, hear that. You're, you're, well, you're feeling like MJ Walker here. A little bit. A little bit. There's some MJ Walker vibes to this. Because then, miraculously, about a quarter later, it's always fine. It's always just fine. Well, they overblew it on the broadcast when he's going before the break. There's no time left, so he's just going in to get treatment early. Well, we'll see. this is not well, good Well, yeah, news. and you know they're going to say you don't want to see him do that, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, hold on, guys. You know, if there was a possession left in the half, I hear you. But we're not getting the ball back. At, so, yeah, he's going in to get started on the treatment. Makes sense. The shot, I'm assuming. Yeah, and I and I and all jokes aside, although I'm obviously insinuating that it is annoying to me because it seems like no matter what, it's always hurting. But I will say, if in fact it is hurt, if it's, I don't, I don't know, I have no 
I have no knowledge of this. This is me speculating. This is not anything other than that. Is it just that he's, um, you know, playing on a, on a, you know, he's got a compromised shoulder that he's having to play through, um, and he can with those painkiller shots and whatever, and then he's able to get through it. If that's the case, fine. It's just, it's, you know, it's like Christian Ponder, we used to say about Christian Ponder all the time, you know, you're allowed to uh, not fumble when you get tackled. Like every sack does not have to turn into a quarterback fumble. I feel that way every time Jordan gets hit. I'm like, you don't have to always be hurt. I mean, you can get up and just play. It doesn't. Your shoulder doesn't have to. I mean, he lets it be known. Yeah, that was a shot, though. That was. Oh, a, he got rocked. That's a direct But it doesn't shot. matter. It's yeah. always that. And I'm like, okay, man. That doesn't happen though when he runs the ball. You notice when he runs the ball and he takes contact, typically you don't see any yeah. kind of issue arise. Well, he's going to need to be able to run the ball, I think, again, in some of the bigger games we play. I am telling you, it seems to me that if we can take care of business, and there there will be some moments that will be dicey, that will be tense, um, I it does seem to me we're going to be in for a collision course against a very good North Carolina team. I disagree with Lee Sterling completely. I think North Carolina is very good. And I, I will allow for the fact, as you said, and have pointed out numerous times, rightfully so, I did it when he was back at Texas. You do it every year about North Carolina. Mac Brown will find a way to lose a game he has no business losing. That is true. He's done it every year he's been there. He did it at Texas year in and year out, save for the Vince Williams year. So Vince Young. Uh, Vince Young. Uh, sorry, I just partial to our Vince Williams. <laughs> that would have been really impressive to win a national title <laughs> yeah. with Vince Williams at quarterback. Hey, good athlete. Carlos was the better athlete, obviously. But, no, I mean uh, – he does. So I'll allow for the fact that that could happen to them, but they really have some key pieces to be a problem for everybody they face. Okay, so let's just look ahead and say that both teams take care of business and the collision course happens. It's Charlotte, North Carolina, first weekend of December, primetime kick. Florida State, North Carolina for the right to go to the college football playoff. Woo. Doesn't that feel like something? It'd be a great game. The game total, the over-under, what do you think that number is? <sighs> Um, 65? I was going to say 62. Okay. Is that number higher or lower than the number of Zaxby's that we have in our Tallahassee area? What do you think? Lower. There lower. are 66 Zaxby's in okay. town. All right. 66. That's solid on a Monday in October. Well, it's such a good day to eat Zaxby's. What day isn't? But especially mm-hmm. on a day like this where you can order your Zaxby's from one of the 66 locations here in town. And your 6 and 0. Sixes are wild. And then you could go sit on a park bench and enjoy... The gigantic chicken sandwich or the new chicken Philly, either one. Get that split top bun going, buddy. Also, what is six plus six plus six? Eighteen. That's correct. Magic number as well. Golden Chief status. More than eighteen. That's right. Over eighteen. We got. I I do need to text Danny. It's a simple question, Tom. I just need to text him. When is the anniversary? Is it when the season concludes? Can we get to nineteen years? Can we start saying nineteen years? Did you jump on board? You know, 18 years ago in October, because there was a big win, he said, you know what? I'm done. I'm a Golden Chief booster. My dad brought the email from uh, the boosters and from Florida State uh, regarding his seats. You know, my dad has been attending Florida State football games for over 40 consecutive years. Oh, boy. Brace yourself. And, uh, and no, he, he's, he's asking my advice on these and what we should do next and how many tickets do we want to keep in the family and all of that. And uh, he said, you know, I – I want you to read this. I printed it out for you, so he did, and he gave it to me. And he goes, "Take a good, uh, you keep that copy. I've got one of my own. Now you read through this, son, 
and tell me what you would do in this situation. And I was like, oh, boy. Okay. So then I'm looking at it. And he says, you know what, I, I, I'll tell you right now, without even having surveyed anybody, I have a sense just from reading this, there are going to be a lot of very angry Florida State fans that get priced out of going games to do it, going to games at Duke. And I was like, I think that's correct, Dad, but we're not amongst them. That's a toughie. Anyhow, let's look at the seats we want here and let's go from there. <laughs> he said, and he said, yes, I know, but son. And then we got into a deeper discussion, which I'm not going to elaborate on here, but you can see this is a, a, a an undertaking, and I get it. I mean, one of the things that they have to do at Doak, and that is part of this, is they've got to get up to code when it comes to the disability laws, yeah, and right. they, they have to do that amongst many other things. And we've said many times that this is a race to try to provide the amount of amenities that one can have watching at their house. You know, watching at a bar, whatever. Well, you know, yeah. yeah, what they're telling you is that a thousand people who are season ticket holders are not nearly as valuable to them as, you know, 20 people in a suite times three in the same Correct, area. yes. That's what they're telling you. Financially, that's what they're telling you, yes. Yeah, because it's more stable and it's a higher base income, and so it's going to piss the people off, but it's worth it. It's worth it to us to piss off people who have been coming to games for decades mm-hmm. because there is a bigger, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and we need the money. It's the financial gain that they're going to get. What happens is, though, it gets very personal for yeah. those people who were here when it was the erector set and the end zones were open in the corners and you had the noise spear and the balloons release like my dad who did all those things and has been coming since it was wooden bleachers and they're right to feel that way because college football is about a personal connection and it's tough though because you can also say that the university is right to try to upgrade the amenities and the experience of a home football game they have to do it they've got to keep up with the joneses and they've got to be able to make more money and it's a it's a tough it's a tough spot to find yourself in because when you feel that call from that guy who is rational, who has been loyal, who's given a ton of money to your program, who has been there year in and year out, no matter what the team was like, you have to take that serious. You have to answer that. You have to be respectful to that. You also know that no matter what he says, no matter how hurtful it is, you know what you're going to do. You're going to price them out. You are, yeah. and that is very intentional. You're going to do that. Yeah, the, I think the solution here, and it's not put a roof on Doak. It's not. It's not quite that much. But if you can create more seats in the stadium that have shade, not just this side, because you're you're picking on the alumni side where people that's their refuge. You mm-hmm. know, they can if it's a three thirty kick, they're fine. Let the away fans sit over there, or bake. the students sit Go over there and bake. Bake your ass. That's fine. That's right. But I'm. 76 years old. That's correct. And I can't be sitting out in the sun. And you're forcing me to make a decision of either pay through, you know, the nose to stay in what little shade there is left or go bake in the sun. If you could create a situation where there is more shaded seating, I think then there's a greater chance of retention. But it's a chicken or the egg. They don't have the money to do that right now, I don't think. But you know that practice facility is beautiful. What practice facility? The indoor practice facility is beautiful. We have an indoor the practice wall, facility. Oh, not the football. I thought you were talking about the football-only facility. No, I was oh. going to move on to that next. The indoor practice facility is beautiful, and I'm sure the football-only facility will be erected any day now. Shovels in the ground any day now, Tom. Well, the shovels were in the ground. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't mean the ceremonial shovels. I mean the real shovels. The work will be done any day now. I'm sure of it. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> that was that, that dog and pony show. That was the best ever. 
Here we hold yeah. shovels to represent the water pipes that we're going to put in to make sure that we have a fire safety. That's what this is. We're not actually building a damn thing. But we're going to make it look like it. I'm wearing a suit. So there it is. Yeah, that's a toughie. I mean, that's people are looking around like, where is it? Is it good? Are we going to? It said it was going to be right here. Check the brake lines to your car. <laughs> oh, it's just funny. Come on now. I think we saw that. We know what the deal is. Like, mm-hmm. Any day now, guys. I'll drive myself when we're, when we're going places. I was like, no, 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 I'll take my own car. I should have done a probable, shouldn't I? We have one tonight, don't we? How much time do we have left in the show? Not much. Uh, time for one probable. Well, there is only one probable, correct? It's time for... How you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? Well, I was wrong. There's two tonight. I forgot. Yes, 4.37 p.m., Nathan Avaldi, Framber Valdez, followed by D-backs, Philly, Zach Gowan, Zach Wheeler. That's it. That's all. That's a look at those. The shower is on the bump. Good to see Texas beat Houston in that first game. Let's hope they go on to the World Series. Now we'll see if the Phillies can do the same. I'm rooting for you, Director Matthew. Good work out of you, Tom. Good work out of you, Director. Be well, everybody. Have a great day. Peace.